Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident. My name is Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And this podcast is all about helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. As we mentioned mentioned on the last episode, um, we are just sort of picking up the pieces from having been off for a while, and, and I believe we mentioned we don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, we have a little more clarity now. We have a bit of a schedule. And so uh, the month of August, we're just going to be putting a bit of a tie, a bow. Um, uh, we're going to be wrapping up the dating and relationships series with just a couple episodes. Um, so you could probably tell by the title today, the topic is how do I know when I found the one? This is something um, several episodes ago, uh, well, it feels like several episodes ago. I guess this was released on August 9th. We had this uh, episode on dating versus courting. And in that, I wanted to talk about what does mm-hmm. it look like when you found the one. We didn't get to it. So we're going to continue that conversation. This week is, how do I know I found the one? And the next week, we'll end the dating relationships episodes um, with uh, physical and emotional connections, talking about what is a healthy balance between the physical and emotional and, and some side topics related to that. Um, but let, let's dive into it. So we talked about dating, we talked about courting, um, but the the largest question that tends to come up, especially once you're in a relationship or think you are going to be in a relationship, is how do I know? At the end of the day, how do I know that this is the person I'm going to marry? And go. Thoughts? You just know. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what my parents always told me. And I was like, but how do you know? Like, you just know when it happens. But there's so much more that goes in to it. And there is, there is a sense that you do just know. Like, there, like I think, at least for me with Regent, like, it was just so clear that he was the one in comparison to any other guy that I've dated. But whenever I think about this, I think of, um, is it Pastor Rob's four-legged stool or is it three-legged? It's four-legged, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, typically it's consolidated to three legs and I mention it as three legs a lot. Uh, but I think Pastor Rob would probably be a little upset if he found out that I only mentioned the three, but yes, the word of God, the people of God, the spirit of God. And then Rob says the, the will of God, like what you know to be true about the way God works or, mm-hmm. or who he is. Right. So he adds that one mm-hmm. as well, which is really good. So yes, four legged stool. If one of them's gone, obviously the stool falls over this whole yeah. idea. And so I think that there are concepts in each of those legs that apply to this. And so if you are dating someone and you really think that this might be the person that you're supposed to marry, I think you can look at each of those four legs and say, okay, think about the word of God in front of you. And does this person that you're dating, do they um, have the relationship with Christ like we talked about? Do they have the fruit of the spirit? Is the Bible confirming that they are um, you know, a disciple of Christ and thinking about the people around you, to, the, to those people that know you best? Can they look at the person that you're with and do they also confirm that this is someone that um, we also think that you should marry or could mm-hmm. marry and then thinking about the spirit in you. And I do think that's the whole once you know, you know, is that there is um, like this guidance from the spirit that I don't don't even know how to put it into mm-hmm. words. Yeah. 
correct me if I'm way off here. No, I'm going to speak to that in just a minute. I think you're, you're good. Go ahead. I'll just add to it in a bit. And so then thinking about, um, like the will of God for you and like, what does God say about marriage and who you should marry? And what does he say about, we talked about too, like the call of your life. And does this person, like if God's calling you to the mission field, is this person also called to the mission field? If not, then you may need to take a step back and consider, is this actually who God has called me to marry? If they don't even have the same calling in life. Yeah. Cause it is possible, but mm-hmm. typically the Lord, um, based on what Hannah just said, he's not going to speak a whole new calling to you through the one rando person that you just met, right? Yeah. That, that calling will be lined up with all the other avenues of his word mm-hmm. and his spirit and his people. Mm-hmm. What a, a great caveat is, uh, you know, you can only rely on the people of God in making decisions if you know the people of God. Mm-hmm. And so if you think you might one day ask the question, is this person the one and you need to rely on the people of God, that means you should probably be in a place in which you are around the people of God in mm-hmm. a small group, yep. in a church, all those things. So, yeah, anyway. and, and they know you well enough to yeah. speak into that. So you're not going to be able to answer that question fully unless you're involved in your local church. Who would have thought that that would, would come back to it? Good. Um, I have a little bit more to add to that, but Regent, do you have anything? No, I, I agree with all that. I reiterate most of it. I think you knew, we talked previously on some of the other podcasts on, on what to look for. And this is kind of where you get into that situation where there could be multiple people that have these qualities that you're looking for. But as you get into it, you enjoy spending time with them. I think as time goes on, the more you know them, we'll get kind of this, you know, like once you're with them for a while, you can see yourself spending a lifetime with them. Yeah, um, that's good. I, I just to add to that, you do just know. And I have a few um, examples of how you'll just know and why that is actually is a really comforting statement. Um, and, and why it's, it's biblical as well. Um, the first one, I remember when I was, uh, just really starting to mature in my faith right after I graduated college, I started attending a place called Harvest Bible Chapel here in Davenport, which is now Cormdale. I was just an attender and the pastor at the time, Pastor Rob Willie was preaching through Isaiah. And I remember him uh, going over this verse, this is Isaiah 26, 7, but it stood out to me and has since for the rest of my life. Um, it says, the path of the righteous is level. You clear a straight path for the righteous. Yes, Lord, we wait for you in the path of your judgments. Our desire is for your name and renown. And it stood out to me because the way Pastor Rob talked about it was that the, the path could lead to anywhere and that the path could be very complicated, but it will be level, meaning there will be no stumbling blocks. Like Mm -hmm. the path of the righteous, meaning the plan that the Lord has laid out for his people is a, is a path that you are able to follow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's a biblical way of saying it. It's just going to feel quote unquote easy Mm -hmm. in a, in a different way. It's not, it may not feel easy because of your life circumstances. It may not feel easy because Mm -hmm. you have the strength to get through it all the time, but it's going to, feel easy in the sense of like the, the path is going to be unhindered. Mm-hmm. And I've taken that for a lot of things, um, in my life. Um, particularly in my marriage with Brittany, like it was just easy, right? Every relationship i had had before was complicated. There was mm-hmm. these hangups, there was things to figure out and it was just different, right? Like mm-hmm. the path of mine and, and Brittany's relationship was level. Like we met, and we knew 
and it was easy and everyone mm-hmm. supported it and, and all these things, like there was no complications. And I'm not saying that's what it's like in everybody's life. What I'm saying is that was the clear indication in my life that it was level because mm-hmm. there was these complications in other relationships that w- w- made the path very not level. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that felt different in a way. And so I guess what I'm saying is you compare it to your previous experience and and that's how you know when something is just mm-hmm. right because it's so different. Um, it's like growing up all your life on lukewarm water and then taking a drink of refrigerated water. It's just different, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's like there, there's no other way to, to explain it. Um, or you know, growing up on maybe city water and then drinking spring water for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like there's just there's a, a difference there that can I can you explain the difference? Right. Uh, two different waters. Can you explain to me the different taste in the two waters? No. No. Spring just tastes better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, that's how I view it is can someone fully describe to you why the water tastes better? Maybe not, but they can mm-hmm. tell you that it does. And, and you can, when you get to taste it yourself, you can tell that it tastes different mm-hmm. to the same in which when someone says, you'll just know it's because you will, because that water will taste different. Mm-hmm. And while they can't maybe fully explain it to you, you can sense it for yourself when it happens. Mm-hmm. That's the best I got there. So the the Isaiah twenty six seven, the path of the righteous, is level, um, and I think that it has been very important when determining where I'm going to do ministry. At. Mm-hmm. I mean, even starting the college ministry, everything just fell into place. Like every the conversations happened when they needed to happen and with who they needed to hap- happen with, and even the Ericsons being here, right, was as simple as I sat down in a meeting and Garth called Hannah in and was like, "Hey, she's going to be a part of it." Like that's level. That's easy. That's and crash you know. the party, but it's yeah, fine. no, it's good though because it just it fell right into place. The Lord yeah. was like, "Yep, here you go. Here's major ministry partners, and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna plop in your lap." And also, she's been sitting across the hall from you for like a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I have to say about how you'll know if you find the one is it it will feel different, and that's okay, mm-hmm. and it's okay to trust that you'll know when you know. Um, as you're walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think just to reiterate the importance of people around you. So like there was a guy that they did in high school who loved the Lord. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, loved the Lord was a great guy. Like we, like with the last episode, we talked about things to look for. Like he marked off all of those necessary boxes. And there's a part of me that's like, I think I should marry him because he, he hits everything that's supposed to be on the list, but there's just something in my gut and the people of God around me that are like, I just don't think you're supposed to marry him. Like, not that he's a bad guy, not that our relationship was bad, um, but just that long term, that isn't who I was supposed to spend forever with. And I think that's just so important. I need those people to speak in. Yeah. So I almost felt this pressure of, okay, he hits every box I'm, I'm supposed to hit. We enjoy spending time together. But this nagging in the back of my mind, mm. what do I do with that? And so I needed people to speak into my life. I'm like It's okay to break up with a good godly guy, even though he's good and godly and your relationship is good and godly. That doesn't mean that you have to spend forever together. And I think sometimes we do put a pressure and or are questioning and we just need people to speak into our life that know us and know the relationship well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And and the desire to be faithful matters mm-hmm. too. Um I totally missed this as I was 
talking about it. The reason I read that second verse is important, actually. So <laughs> let me let me dive back into it. But because um, one of the things that Hannah's talking about is also just being faithful to reach out to God's mm-hmm. people and and to be a part of that, right? Um, but that second half of the verse that I'd read in, in verse eight, yes, Lord, we wait for you in the path of your judgments. Um, that is an Old Testament way of saying, thus has said the Lord, right? Like the Lord's judgments are the the Lord's law and the Lord's word to mm-hmm. his people. Um, so let's put this together. The path of the righteous is level. You clear a straight path for the righteous. Yes, Lord, we wait for you in the path of your judgments. Like part of having that path cleared is that the path stands in the midst of the Lord's word, mm-hmm. right? And then it says, our desire is for your your name and renown. Like if if like the question shouldn't necessarily be, have I found the one? Um, the, the question first, before you ask that one is, am I being faithful, right? Mm-hmm. Am I surrounding myself by God's people, by God's word? Am I filling myself with God's spirit, you know? And am, am I standing in the path of his judgments so that I know that the desire of my heart is his renown? Because mm-hmm. if, if I sincerely, if I am sincere, and I want to emphasize that word, sincere, if I am authentic in desiring his renown and standing in the path of his judgments, then I'm not going to go wrong. Right? Like if I'm going to call upon the name of the Lord, he will be found mm-hmm. and he will not lead me into things that he does not want me in because I am his child. Mm-hmm. And so if I am sincere in those two things, then when I ask the question, have I found the one, the Lord will be faithful to answer. Mm-hmm through whatever circumstance or situation because you are sincere and wanting to follow him and he's not going to lead you down a path that he doesn't intend for you to walk down. Mm -hmm. Scary, but also true. Yeah. Other thoughts? Good. All right. Great. I told, uh, I told Hannah and Regent that we were shooting for a 15 minute episode before we did this and we're at 14 minutes. So yeah, don't, don't get used to it guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good. Here we go. Um, so we're diving in next week just to finish up this dating and relationships series. Of course, this doesn't mean that we will never talk about this again. You can always send me an email, Cody R at cdbible.org. And if you have more questions related to the relationship series, um, we can have a Q&A session, right? We can have another listener question session. But for now, uh, we're done talking about the how do I know I found the one and courting and, and dating and the purpose of relationships. We move on next week to physical and emotional connections. And we give some practical tips on things that you should or should not be doing when it comes to being in a relationship and honoring the Lord in doing so. But until then, just know, obviously, um, we love you. We want that to be obvious. We love you. We care for you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next time. 